we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to The Dream Architect Life with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. Brian and Brittany, how are you today? Fantastic. Wonderful. All right. I, for those that joined us from the last podcast, it was a little heavier. I mean, I got to be honest, it was a little bit heavier because we had to talk about a few things that happen in life, which includes some death, but vitally important. So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. You'll be touched by some of the stories and you'll, I, I think you'll really find some true value in that. Today's a little bit lighter and it starts off with the title of the podcast, which I just think is fantastic. Stop letting others shoot on you. Brian, where did that come from? <laughs> Well, it's actually one of my favorite topics because if you think about it, we let that happen way too often. To kind of get us rolling, I think I'm going to start with a quote that Mark Twain had, and I think it'll set the stage for the discussion as we go forward. Okay. So Mark Twain once said, never argue with stupid people. They will drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience. <laughs> That is a fantastic quote. <laughs> so I think one of the big issues we all run into is that in life, you'll run into naysayers. Mm -hmm. And I think our job and with our clients and also with ourselves is to help make sure people don't listen to them. And it's just such a prevalent thing where people throw their opinion thinking they're going to be helpful, but really their limiting beliefs affect people's ability to make life great in the future because either people respect them and their opinion, and then they start listening and agreeing that, gee, whatever they just told me is accurate when it might not be in most cases, if it's something they can't do, then it probably isn't accurate. And one of the interesting things is, and the way I always look at this is, you know, somebody criticizes an event or a thing you're doing or an ambition that you have, don't accept criticism from somebody that hasn't accomplished what you want to, mm. or, you know, you wouldn't want to switch places with and be in their shoes. Yeah. And so I think it's just being very conscious of it because as Brittany alluded to in the other podcast, what you fill your mind with is really what happens in life. And so if you think positive things and I can do this and I can do that, that will happen. But consequently, if you start listening to naysayers and they go, oh, that's, that's a really silly idea. What are you thinking of doing that? If it's important to you and it's part of your values, don't listen to those people. Go find a new friend for that or somebody that believes in what you're going to do and hang around them, at least when you're working on those particular things. So Brittany, what 
would you like to add to this interesting topic? Yeah, well, you know, I, I have to start out like the, the shooting on. If you think about it, I think so often people who are naysaying things that you want to accomplish or mm-hmm. are telling you that something's silly or like Brian said, like, oh, you're trying to do this. That seems ridiculous. A lot of times it's their own limiting beliefs on themselves. So again, I want to give context to this and say, it doesn't mean that the naysayer is a bad person. Correct. It just means that, that they maybe don't see the possibility that you do. So I think that's just one thing to add is that don't let somebody else, their limiting belief in themselves, hinder you from pursuing what you want and what you deem as valuable to you. Yeah. And, and I also think it's people don't realize how determined you are or how much effort that you're willing to put into something. They, maybe they've seen some past mistakes or things that you've done in your past. And they're like, "Uh, I just don't think you can do that, but they have no idea truly how hard you've worked to get to that point already. And if they don't know how could they possibly advise you in that? Yeah. You know, and I think that's such a great comment, Eric. And I think about my own life, you know, I've had people ask me being involved in multiple different businesses and like Brian, we love new ideas and love opportunity. Plus I've got three little kids at home. So I've had the question, oh my gosh, how are you juggling that? Or how are you balancing that? Or you're crazy. Why are you doing all of that? Do you even need to do it all? And for me, I mean, it's built off of a foundational drive to create a life that, that hasn't happened in my family before and, and wasn't there for me, right? Like I came from living with a single mom and she busted her butt and worked hard and did everything she could to provide for my brother and I, but it's about something bigger than that. And it's about creating a legacy and creating opportunity for my kids and for generations to follow. You know, I think it's so true. It's whatever's driven by you. Brian's teased me before and said, you know, I think grit's a good word for you. I'm like, oh yeah, I think that's probably right. (laughs) And I know Brian's driven in similar ways as well that, you know, you're just hungry for a bigger future and it's exciting and it's what gets you out of bed in the morning and what keeps you focused on, on what you value. Yeah, that's. It's so true. And I have a personal example I'd like you to touch on. Spoke first about starting my own business. Somebody that I really looked up to, my uncle, who was very successful and executive in in multiple companies. And I asked him his opinion. And he just almost flat out told me, don't do it. It's not worth it. Starting a business is really hard. (laughs) It took the wind out of my sails. I was like, seriously, this guy that I looked up to for a long time. And, and I had to realize at that point, I wasn't a kid anymore, right? I was an adult and I had to make it my own adult decisions, but I had to take a step back from that. And it took me a couple of weeks to process what he was saying. And it was just naysayer, right? But at the same time, I had to look and say, okay, he's a human being and he's also fallible. I know he's made a lot of poor decisions. Yeah. I have to take that into account. It's just not my uncle who has all these neat things, a Jaguar in the driveway and a huge house and all this stuff. He was successful in his line of work, but he didn't start his own company. So he didn't have any of that that experience and he didn't know how passionate I was about it. So I had to ignore him. But what do you see when you're working with folks that maybe they have their dreams and they're kind of hesitant to even tell you because maybe they've experienced those naysayers before and they don't know how to approach you when you've got a lot of experience and they're maybe afraid of your answer. Yeah, I, I think, well, one of the things they'll quickly find out is if they do bring something up, we're the, probably the most encouraging folks you'll ever deal with. I mean, we're realistic, but we're encouraging because I think it really depends on a person's core values and what's important and what do you want to make out of your life? And just because somebody else says you can't or your upbringing was the what you'd like to experience for yourself or your children doesn't mean it has to continue that way. 
And so I, th- I think if you look at it and decisions from your values and, and maybe look at the decisions that you make on three principles, one being, I can do this, two, I should do this, and three, I must do this. Mm-hmm. And if you just focus on the must things to help you accomplish whatever it is, those are really the things that are going to lead to success or failure. Mm. And those are really the things that are most important. So if you eliminate the other item and just focus on that, I think that will help lead to more success quicker. But the first thing is just recognizing when you come into a situation where somebody's, you're either shooting on yourself or somebody else is shooting on you, that you have to immediately recognize that and stop that either in your own mind or make a conscious decision that I need to get away from this particular person because it will absolutely have such a negative impact on you. And you need to just then make a mental note or a physical note that for this particular thing, because it may be a, you know, your brother, uncle, cousin, somebody really close to you and you got to, you know, maybe spend some time, but you're not going to spend time talking about those things. And then you need to find those individuals that understand and have accomplished what you want. And that's where you want to spend your time is being with those individuals, because it's amazing when you give somebody the courage the opportunity and the reinforcement, pretty much any brick wall is not going to stand very long because that's really important to them. And all you really got to do sometimes is tell them that's a great idea and here's some helpful things and be encouraging and kind of get out of the way. But I've just seen the opposite happen more often than I've seen the positive. And I'm just so conscious of it, not only with people at work, but just clients and everything. Because it's such, it's probably the biggest inhibiting factor to people not living the best life is them believing in somebody else's beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brittany, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. You know, there's so much. And I, Brian and I were talking before we went live here saying, you know, this is a topic we could probably talk on for days. So we'll try not to do that. <laughs> but, you know, the quote that keeps coming to mind and Eric, thinking about your story, because your story is not and I don't mean this in in a negative way. It's not unique, right? There's so many different instances where people have just been like, I'm going to put this out into the world and I'm going to talk about something I'm really excited about. And I want to go after, and somebody kind of poo-poos the idea Mm -hmm. says, "Eh, maybe you should rethink that. Or I don't know that that's really the best path for you. So I think about the quote from Keith Cunningham in the road, less stupid, or he's the author of the road, less stupid. He's a brilliant businessman, but he said, hell on earth would be meeting the man or woman that you were meant to be. So think about that at the end of your lifetime, if you believe fully wholeheartedly, Eric, that you want to be a business owner and you know, and have gone through the exercises of here's the worst case scenario of what's going to happen. And here's, you know, talking to your advisor and putting a plan together and looking at how this might impact your future, because there are great tools out there to help you make these decisions. You get somebody in your court that's going to be that accountability partner. I think it's a little bit more painful to get to the end of your life and be like, gosh, I didn't fulfill the one thing that I wanted to do versus, oh, I went after it and I kind of failed a couple of times, but at least I tried. So that's really what kept coming to mind uh, on this topic. 
The other thing I want to add to also is, and Brian, you made me think of this with that, that must, right. That must conversation. So on my desk, and I I can't for the life of me, I'm trying to think right now what the quote is, but I have this little quote card laminated and on the back of it are three things. I went through an exercise, three things that I said I needed. And this is from years ago. And it was something along the lines of freedom of time, freedom of money, and an abundance of love. And I think those are things that I continue to focus on because if you don't need it and it's not a must in your life, you're not going to do whatever it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important too, is you have to decide that you need it. You don't just want it. You don't just think you should have it. You need it. Yeah, and you also made me think of the movie Pursuit of Happiness with mm-hmm. Will Smith. And in that, wow. if you remember the part where they're playing basketball and uh, Will looks at his son and you know goes, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do something. And that has always been very impactful, but it's so true. Don't let anybody pop your balloon. Mm. You know, it's just so important. And you only get one shot at this life and anything, anything. I mean, there's just so many stories we could tell about just people with the craziest circumstances and the worst upbringing and everything against them. And I mean, accomplished amazing, amazing things. I mean, I'll never be one that somebody could tell me, you, you want to do something? There's a way to do it. You just got to have the mindset that says, I'm going to be doing it. Then I got to find the, the who's and the people that will encourage me and can help me make better decisions to get there yeah. and then totally ignore everybody else as it relates to that particular topic, because they're never going to help you get there. And they're only going to distract you and not be, you know, a positive cog. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said earlier, that it's not necessarily that they, they have ill intent, right? Mm. They're probably pretty well-intended, right? I guess. Absolutely. You know, my uncle, he probably saw some friends or, uh, you know, acquaintances that failed in business and it was a very tough road and didn't want that for me. But again, he didn't know my entire scenario and it wasn't encouraging. He was trying to protect me maybe. And I'll view it like that. And I always really have, but I'm assuming let's put business to the side, other parts of lives, right? Mm. Well-intentioned friends, well-intentioned associates, partners, whatever you want to call them, will give advice maybe they're not based in their own experience, but what they think is best for that person at the time. Give, give some other examples of what you guys have seen. Yeah. You know, you, you make me think Eric, and, and I know we talk a lot about widowhood and that's a tough topic, but mm-hmm. in, in reality, we've helped a lot of widowed people, you know? So I think about that. And again, think of yourself, you're sitting there, you just lost your spouse and you have got every person in your life giving their very well-intended opinion on what you should do next, what you should focus on, uh, maybe how you should handle your financial situation. So again, you want to believe that everybody is well-intended, but the bottom line is is they they don't know your personal situation, what you and your spouse had talked about previously, maybe what you now want for your future, what you have inside of you. So that's something that, that we see a lot of. We actually have a, a gal, an advisor in our office, who's gone through extensive training on transition, specifically widowhood, because there's so 
much more than just managing finances when it Mm -hmm. comes to that particular type of situation. So again, you want to make sure that you have got that non-biased accountability partner. I've used this term before, and I know it's just a fancy word, but a fiduciary, an advisor that truly is working in your best interest and not just trying to push some product because it makes them a commission, whatever. That's something that's so important when you're looking at dealing with the shoulds and the should nots. Don't let somebody should on you that maybe doesn't have the whole picture and understand fully where you're at and where you want to go. Yeah. I think your comment about well-intended comments is hundred percent correct. I think they're really trying to do what they feel is in, you know, your best interest, but one, if they don't have the background, if they don't have the skill set, you know, it's, it's really difficult. And, and then they obviously don't know your circumstances. You know, it's really difficult for that to have any real positive uh, effect. And I think one of the things that is really helpful about our firm is we have just this great opportunity to have met some amazing people in literally hundreds of industries that have been very successful in all sorts of areas. And I, I would tell you the one thing that's, uh, as we've continued to talk here, is just the ability to know the right person that you can say, this is something I don't have an expertise on. I think if it's important to you, it should be important to me. Let me put you in touch with you know XYZ person that I know is an expert and has accomplished whatever that is that you're looking to. And then that gives them the structure and the format to at least learn more about the pros and cons of whatever it is they're trying. And maybe once they've learned a little bit more and they're more informed, they themselves may go, ooh, that really isn't a very good idea. Or I didn't realize I would have to do X, Y, and Z to be successful. I'm not ready to do that. Or it may be the encouraging factor and give them the proper steps to, you know, take that first leap off the cliff, if you will, to make it happen. You know, and Brian, you made me think of something, and I'm just going to bring this down to earth in a really simple example. You know, there's so many different times where initial conversations would happen. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to take just a widowed individual where you might have a child, hypothetically speaking, that says, you know what? mom, dad passed. You've got this money now pay off the mortgage. Oh, right. How many times has this happened? I mean, I can't, I can't even count and it might be different context, but again, that's something that is like a knee jerk reaction. Like, Oh, I see you won't have that liability every month. But in reality, if they talk to an advisor that may or may not be actually the best decision for them. So again, this goes back a little bit of what we talked about in the last episode, of taking the emotion out of decision-making and it ties into this one today of not letting others shoulds dictate your future because it may truly not be in your best interest. I think that's just such a simple, relatable example that people can really relate to it and, and, and be able to understand and grasp in this context. Yeah. And, and I couldn't agree more, Brittany. That is one example that comes up all the time and it may be, and it may not be, but just blatantly doing something without understanding the whys behind it is such not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything else you guys want to cover in today's podcast? 
you know, I, I think we get to actually continue on this journey in the next episode, I think. So <laughs> we'll maybe save some golden nuggets for the next round. All right. Sounds good. Guys, thank you so much again for everything that you do, everything you bring to the audience. If they do want to reach out or they want to get a hold of some of the material that you make available, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. So a couple different things you can easily go to sweetfinancial.com and just see really what we do holistically as, as a firm. Also to be able to give you something of value, go to mysweetfinancial.com. That's a little bit different than the regular website. So it's a my in front of it that gets you direct access to the retirement readiness center. So all these topics that we talk about, there's great tools in there that you can put to use completely free. They're, they're available to you to really start thinking about what you want your future to look like and what you don't want it to look like. Absolutely. All right, Brian, Brittany, again, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. You bet. And our last thank you, of course, goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This one way when they come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Sweet Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you that possibility comes to those who create it. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning.